I am Ohiro Oni Esele. Ruminations is the podcast where I discuss matters of life. Mr. Johnson is a 45-year-old man and his spouse is 40 years old. They have been married for 18 years and have four children. They are what most people will call great parents. Both are very hardworking and have never relied on anyone for their sustenance or for any handouts. They are employed and have been nothing if not dedicated to their family and their jobs. Their dedication to their house of worship is also beyond reproach. They are faithful worshippers, pay their tithes diligently, go the extra mile in attending to the needs of their place of worship and their community. They do everything that will be expected of any responsible members of a community. But you see, bad things do happen to good people. That is just a fact of life. So, lately, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson have been increasingly overwhelmed by the harsh circumstances of life in a society, well, a world where suffering is evident, but those who suffer are invisible. Recently, the company for which Mr. Johnson had worked for about 15 years, fell on hard times. Oh, by the way, have you realized that many companies choose the end of the year? That very period when we celebrate or plan our end-of-year celebrations to lay workers off? Well, Mr. Johnson's employer is different in that regard. Determined not to lay off any workers, the company's board of directors decided to offer each employee the opportunity of a pay cut in lieu of termination. It seems like a very good deal. And glad that he will still have a job, Mr. Johnson accepted the offer with gratitude. But it meant a significant cut to his pay although not to his financial obligations, which he is still expected to meet. Now, the end of the year first approaches, with a new year at its heels. This is usually a time for celebration, but a Johnson family cannot celebrate like everyone else that they know, because they cannot afford to. They cannot pay to engage in any festivities and also succeed in saving the money that they will need to pay the tuition costs for their children's upcoming school session that starts right after the end of the celebrations that occur at the end of the year. So for this year, 
Their children must go without the yearly presents that they had been accustomed to receiving from their parents in the past. Because circumstances and priorities demand that this be the case. But why would anyone even consider such a hard-working, employed couple as living in anything but comfort? Well, the reality is that with skyrocketing prices of essential needs, such as food, housing, clothing, transportation, and education, let alone luxury items, it has become extremely difficult for this couple to afford their basic obligations and still have hope that the lives of their children will be better than theirs. This, as a struggle to attend to their responsibilities while also dreaming of a great future for their children. But how easy is it to juggle hope and hopelessness. Really, how easy is it to juxtapose a past of comfort and a present of suffering and uncertainty with thoughts of a bright future when all indications point to a dead end? It cannot be easy. And certainly, it's not easy at all. Yet, That which we used to see as abnormal has become the new normal for too many of us around the world. It was once normal to dream of a bright future and to expect that the dream would come to pass if we only just kept the dream in focus and worked hard at it. That is no longer the case. It also used to be a regular point of prayer for parents that the lives of their children will be much better than their own lives. For many parents in today's world, it is only just a prayer and a wish, since wishes have now taken the place of hope in many aspects of life. Regardless of the country that they live in, many hard-working, employed people are no longer able to meet a, to make ends meet without pain. Real income has declined significantly over the past decade or two, and it is still declining, while the cost of everything else continues to rise. So, we wake up every day, go about our businesses, sometimes as if we are the only ones in our world. And we maintain blissful ignorance about what is happening in the lives of the people that we see every day on the streets, people that we lunch with at work, those that we sit next to in our places of worship, and We wonder why some of them are not laughing when something is supposed to be funny. Or why their smiles are no longer as wide as they used to be. We wonder 
but we do not know because we do not ask questions. Instead, we just talk about ourselves, about them, and we focus on our own vain thoughts, our work, those things that we want to buy or have bought, and of course our desires. So with one day giving way to the next, one week or month giving way to another, the end of the year soon comes upon us, and we all prepare for the festivities that attend to that period. But we do so without paying enough attention to realize that there is someone who is not preparing for the festivities as we are. We fail to see the Misters and Mrs. Johnsons in our midst because the pain of suffering is very often seen and felt only by those who are impacted by it. After all, in this life, we travel alone. But what do we really celebrate as a year comes to an end, giving way to another? People celebrate for personal reasons, and it is not up to us to judge who shall celebrate or to decide why and how others shall celebrate, even if we determine that their values are inconsistent with ours. Some would say that they celebrate because they were able to surmount the challenges that they encountered during the outgoing year. Yet some others will say that they celebrate because they could be dead, but for some reason, they are alive and they feel that the best way to honor resilience, faith, and our faith is to celebrate. Then, of course, there are those people who just celebrate without a reason. For each of these realities, the reasons for celebrating are personal and almost always selfish, which is why some of us celebrate at the same time that others around us are grieving. Grieving the fact that their celebration tables will have fewer people than in the past years due to the loss of a loved one, people grieving the loss of a home, a job, grieving the end or the impending end of a cherished romantic relationship, people grieving, just grieving, for multiple reasons. In each of these and other cases, we travel alone, and we bear the dead weight of our pain alone, since no two people can experience the magnitude of pain, even from the same experience, with exactly the same intensity. Really, we travel alone. So that even when we discuss our pain and suffering with other people, and they say, you will be in my thoughts and prayers, or I feel your pain, do they really? But how do we know that they do? And even if they did feel that pain, would it be with the same intensity? Who can ever understand the pain that someone else feels?
especially at a festive period. But shouldn't everyone have the opportunity, the ability and right to celebrate when it is called for? Why would we even question the values of anyone less privileged than we are when they try to celebrate the same life events that we celebrate? We hear very often all across society, among political leaders and from friends and others, why do poor people celebrate? Why do they spend their money celebrating a new year, for example, when they don't even have it? Why does so-and-so celebrate? Why does so-and-so do host a party? The same party that everyone else hosts. When he or she can least afford it. Why exactly do we celebrate and why shouldn't others celebrate? Such judgments are problematic because they come from a very human but inhuman place from which we rise and place ourselves in a high chair on which mortals should never sit. This is exactly what happens when we judge others. Even when we think that we are not doing that, we are in fact suggesting that we perceive of ourselves as better than others when we judge them. Oh, back to the end of year festivities. Regardless of what and how we celebrate, the end of one year and the beginning of another is just what it is. It is the end of one year, and it is the beginning of others, and all of us should have a right to celebrate that if that's what human beings do. And while that is the case, wouldn't it just be good if each of us, every single one of us, found a less privileged person than we are and help that person to make the new year memorable, I think that will be good. So let's try and do it. I also think, though, and I know, that ultimately we travel alone on this journey of life, along a road paved with experiences that lay on us, feelings and thoughts whose presence and impact only we truly know. Sometimes even we lack understanding of our experiences and feelings. But even that lack of knowledge does not negate the uniqueness in and of the lives that we live or of the journey that we make along the road of life. The road that we all travel alone.